0: Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk to you about a faith that endures. When I was in high school, one season, I decided to do athletics. And I had done tons of various sports at, um, at my school. I had done soccer growing up. I'd done swimming. I'd done volleyball. Um, I, I'd done hockey. I'd done tennis. Anyway, so one season, I decided I'm going to do athletics. And being a relatively tall guy, I decided <clears throat> I'm going to go for it and do the 800 meter. For those of you not familiar with the 800 meter, that's two laps around the 400 meter oval. So I started rocking up for practice and doing my thing. Anyway, we started getting ready to actually compete and there were a couple of us that would uh, train together and I was actually probably the tallest amongst them, which I thought definitely gave me uh, an advantage having longer legs to um, have a longer pace and to get around that track faster. Well, that might all have been true, except for one thing. (laughs) There was this guy there on the team with me. He was a lot shorter than me. The thing is, though, he kept beating me at the 800. Why? I was certain I had more talent and ability than he did. The thing is this. I would probably keep pace for him for about the first 200 meters. But after that try as I might, he would always pull out ahead of me and he'd beat me in that 800 meter race every time. What was the difference? You see, the difference had nothing to do with natural ability or potential. The difference was he had probably been running that 800 meter Every season for the last couple of seasons, and he had learned to endure. The difference between him and me was not ability, the difference was stamina and endurance. And where I started flagging off, he just powered on and came out on top. I want to talk to you today about having. A faith that endures. And I want to encourage you and say, it's got less to do with natural ability than you think. And it's got more to do with training and developing stamina and endurance in your faith that's going to cause you to win in the race of life. It's got more to do with sticking at it in the good times, in the bad being focused, trusting on the Lord, that, friends, is how we develop a faith to last a lifetime. Life is not a 100-meter sprint. It's a marathon. We have to learn how to endure. As I was thinking about this, the Lord reminded me of a passage from Ephesians chapter 6, where faith is described as a shield. And the encouragement there is for us to take up the shield of faith. Well, this got me thinking. What are the characteristics of a good shield? Well, here's some of the characteristics. It needs to be tough. A good shield would be made from a hardened and tempered steel. It needed to be able to deflect arrows swords and spears. It needed to be lightweight enough to carry for long distances. These guys didn't get in a a car or a truck to travel there. I think a lot of times they marched on foot. It needed to be lightweight enough to swing around in battle. The shield needed to double up as a weapon. Did you know that Those shields could be used to knock the enemy off their feet. In fact, even the edge of the shield could be used effectively as a weapon. That shield could provide a safe temporary hiding place when arrows were raining down around them. And their shields could be linked together to form a united barrier. And their shields also established identity for them as an army. The emblem on the shield would identify not just the soldier, but as king. Now these are a couple of great points that we're going to look at in more detail. But I want to start out and look today at the first one. That a shield needed to be tough. A shield is no good if the very first time it gets hit with a sword or uh, perhaps a, uh, a spear, it shattered. Or maybe it took an arrow and the arrow went straight through. It needed to be tough. How do we develop a faith tough enough to stand the test of time? Well, did you know that you can buy a good shield from an ironsmith, but you can't buy good faith, not even a church. But the good news is that faith can be caught. When you listen to the anointed teaching and preaching of the word, when you listen with your heart as well as your head, you can catch faith. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes from hearing the word of God. And in the Passion Translation, it puts it this way. Faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Faith then is birthed in a heart that responds. So the first way we can develop a tough faith is having a heart that is responsive to God. When we have a heart that's determined not just to listen, but to hear God and to respond to what he says, we begin to develop faith that will endure. Do you know if back in the day when shields were used, you were to go and buy a good shield, when you bought that shield, the shield would already have gone through a process of refining the metals, then shaping the metals, hammering, tempering, and finally branding the shield. That would all already have been done when you bought it. However, when God gives you your faith, it's still in raw material form. It gets toughened Along the journey of life through consistent and regular use. I think sometimes we have a strange attitude toward the development of our faith. We expect someone with a talent to sing to get better at singing the more they sing. We expect someone with a musical talent to get better the more they practice their instrument. We expect a writer to get better the more they write. A runner to get faster the more they run. A weightlifter to get stronger the more they work out. But how many times do we just expect our faith to work at its best when we are not used to putting it to work? We need to learn to be faithful with the gifts, talents, and faith that God has given us. We need to be faithful in putting our faith to work in order to develop it. We need to be faithful to study His Word and to hide God's Word in our hearts so that we are ready to put our faith to work when opportunity comes our way. I'd like to tell you a story about someone who did just that. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 and from verse 34, we read about the encounter of David. David has gone to take food to his brothers who are part of the army of Israel who are being challenged daily By this giant of a man called Goliath. And on one occasion, David goes there and he hears Goliath's insults and challenged. And he's incensed about it. And after speaking to a couple of people, he finds himself in the tent of Saul the king. And Saul basically says to him, but who are you? And, you know, why would I let you go fight Goliath? And in verse 34, we read this. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the And the bear, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Because he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. David was accustomed to being faithful out in the fields and it's quite evident David took his job seriously David wasn't about to compromise he didn't run off at the first sign of trouble when he encountered the tests and trials and challenges of lions and bears coming after his flock he got stuck in and he took out the enemy first David was faithful then he saw the victory. First, he was faithful when no one was watching. Then, he was victorious when everyone was watching. Friends, we've got to be, learn to be faithful before we can expect to see the victory. We have to learn to be faithful when no one is watching. Faithful how? Faithful in the Word to study the word, faithful in prayer, faithful in calling out on God, asking him for opportunities to minister and to be a blessing to those around about us. We've got to be faithful to be obedient to the things that he gives us to do, to the things that he asks us to do. First, we have to be faithful then we can expect to see the victories. Now, as I considered the analogy of the shield from Ephesians 6, it struck me that there are also some differences between a physical shield and the shield of faith. Let's look at a couple of them. Firstly, a physical shield must be finished before it can be used, whereas... Faith must be used before it can be finished. <laughs> Many times when the need comes upon us, then all of a sudden we realize we need this faith and we just expect it to work. But we need to be working our faith all the time in order for us to get the results that we are hoping for. We need to put our faith to work. The next difference the weight of a regular shield could eventually wear you out. They must have been pretty heavy. But not only is the shield of faith light, it's made out of light. You might be going, "Hang on a second, Brett, what are you talking about?" <laughs> well, this is confirmed in James chapter one verse 17. It says, "Every good and perfect gift is from above." coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. And Jesus himself said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes I've heard Christians say, It's so hard to be a believer. But actually, it's not living the faith life that is hard. It's carrying burdens that we were never meant to bear that weighs us down. In fact, I believe it's scriptural that faith will actually make heavy things light. I'd like to tell you an interesting story that comes out of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. And in the story, we read about Elisha and his servants who are joining together with some others to go and make some type of a building near the banks of the River Jordan. But in order to make it, they first had to chop down some trees. One of his servants, while he's swinging the axe into the tree, as he does so, the weighty head of the axe goes flying off the handle and lands into the river where it sinks to the bottom. And he cries out to Elisha about this problem. And he says, oh man, what are we going to do? It wasn't even my axe, it was... I'd loaned it. What does Elijah do? No problem. He picks up a stick. He says, where did the the axe fall? And he throws the stick into that place. Next thing, the metal head of this axe floats from the bottom of the river to the top of the water. And his servant goes in and retrieves it. What did faith do? it made something that was heavy a whole lot lighter. So much lighter, it floated to the top of the water. What can we learn from this? Well, when we use our God-given faith in our lives, it can take those things that have been weighing us down and make them a whole lot lighter. Faith has the ability to make our road easier to make things lighter the next difference not only will faith not wear you down but it will energize you god-given faith is like a battery that recharges as it's used have you heard about some of these fancy cars that have got a battery in them that actually gets recharged As the car is driven, as the car is being driven and the driver brakes, the braking of the vehicle, that energy that's gained is used to recharge the battery. And our faith will re-energize us even as we use it. Here's the next difference. A physical shield stays the same once you've bought it that's what it is it's not going to change but god-given faith grows develops and gets stronger the more you rely on it and the more you use it the next difference is a physical shield well you can just leave it in a shed to get old and dusty you pull it out and it'll still work but faith can't be ignored. It needs to be used daily to remain useful. Friends, we've got to use our faith every day in order to keep on developing it and for allow it to be strong in our lives. Here's another difference. Physical shields, well, they've gone out of fashion. Do you know a friend or family member who still has a shield? Probably not. Why? They've lost their purpose. Whereas faith will always be needed. It'll always be valid. Faith will always be useful. And it'll increase in value the more you use it and the older you get. The last difference we're going to share today, a physical shield is, well, it was only useful on the battlefield. Whereas faith can And should be used in our everyday life. I hope you are seeing a theme repeating itself here. That faith is meant to get put to work in our everyday lives. It's not something to store in a shed, stick on a shelf, forget in the back room. (laughs) We need to take our faith and put it to work. So, how can you use your faith every day? Do you know, when you figure this out, then you're on the way to building your faith, and not just any faith, but a faith that will endure. And I'd actually really like for you to think about it. And I'm going to give you some ways in which you can use your faith every day. But ask yourself that question. Ask God to show you, how can you use your faith every day? Here are some of the ways in which God showed me. The first one is acknowledge the grace and goodness of God towards you. Be thankful. Do you know when we acknowledge God, when we express, express thanksgiving to him, we are using our faith. We're developing and growing our faith. The next way is to honor him. When we honor God, we are expressing our faith. Let the praises of God always be on our lips. When we're a praiser, when we're a worshiper, we grow and we develop our faith. We express our faith. Faith is expressed through the giving of thanks, praise and worship to God. Another way in which we can daily express our faith is go to God and pray. Pray over the scriptures that you read. Pray for your family. Pray for your fellow believers. And ask God for opportunities to bless others. Choose to be a blessing. Do you know, just in making that choice and in looking for opportunities, you are exercising your faith. Ask God to show you whom you can be an encouragement to. Choose to give life, give joy, give hope. Be an anchor for those around you. Choose to give the inspiration of God's word and God's truth to those around you. These are some simple ways in which we can all use our faith every day. Let's pray together as we end. Father God, we thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you that the faith that we have comes from you and that when we put it to work and trust you, Lord, that you will watch over our faith and cause us to grow and develop in our faith. Lord, I ask you for my life and for the lives of those listening. Speak to us every day, Lord. Show us how we can use our faith, how we can be a blessing to those around us how we can point others to Jesus, that they may see you, Lord Jesus, the hope of the world, the light of the world, and that they might come to know you and find their hope in you. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend.